Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you all to the 25th edition of The Adam King Show. I'm your host, Adam King. And unfortunately, today we have to start the show with some bad news. Not like there's any good news in America, but there's some bad news for The Adam King Show. Our associate producer, the one and only Rock Breath, is out on a serious uh, having some serious medical uh, health issues. Uh, I want us all to pray for him and keep us in his, keep him in his thought in, in our thoughts. But uh, until he's better, he's unfortunately not going to be joining us. Uh, we have uh, given him the title associate producer emeritus for the rest of his life, and uh, we're hoping that his medical condition improves and that he can join with us again because this show is just not the same without our one and only rock breath. He will always be the rock, and uh, it's not going to be the same. But in his replacement, we're doing something very special today. We are bringing on a nonprofit organization for our meme and news segment, and the nonprofit is called Rock for Israel. I'm going to bring out our guest. Eitan G is in the house. My old friend, Eitan G, who is the chairman. What do you call yourself? The Jewish rapper. Eitan G, the Jewish rapper. But as far as uh, Rock for Israel is concerned, give us a little bit of background. Founder and executive director. First of all, I'm not. I'm not a replacement for your boy. There is no replacement. There is no replacement. There is no replacement for Rock. And he's the Rock, and you got Eitan G, Rock for Israel. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, Yeah, it's all interwoven, you know? I dig it. That's right. That's right. So we do this meme segment every every day and uh, every show where we say offensive memes in the news. But first, I want to throw up a QR code right here, up there here i'll switch places with aton so i can just do this and point to it right here i want you all all my listeners please click this go to rock for israel support rock for israel they're just bringing rock stars to israel for the sake of peace that's it no politics not a big no deal politics. something rock and roll, we could all use music, rock music and roll to, music to bring the people together to that's inform these musicians me. what israel is and what it is not based on uh, what the media says. These musicians have never been there. They've never seen Israel. And they just want to see what all the hype is about. It's my job to show them. It's my job to bring rock and roll to the people of Israel. And, you know, Adam, it's a great thing. Because if you remember, rock and roll in the 50s and 60s in America was crapped on by the establishment. It was the devil's music. It was, And the fact that it survived rock and roll every minute was a big fu to the establishment. Israel is rock and roll because every day that it exists as we approach the 75th anniversary of Israel is a big F you to the world that we are still here. We have survived every atrocity, everything you guys have thrown at us. We have survived and we will continue to survive. That is rock and roll. So check out, click the QR code. I'm going to drop this QR code and we are going to get into the meme segment. We do a lot about Israel on this show mostly having to do with the Nazi takeover of Israel with the vaccines, but that is neither here nor there. And we will... Oh, look, Star Wars. Star Wars. All right, here it's for you. Klaus Schwab handing it a a, a plate of bugs. You would eat the bugs and you will be happy. All right. (laughs) That's crazy. All right, Namorok, breaking news. Ultra neocon Nikki Haley running for president in 2024. Ben Shapiro jizzing all over himself. (laughs) 
It's great. She is cute. She's cute, but she's a deep state globalist. Yeah, maybe. Oh, there the we most go. Most creative men's room restroom in America. Anybody got to take a piss? That's great. That's great. <laughs> how do you report someone who makes money under the table? You shut the fuck up. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go through this. All I want is what you gave to the Taliban. Ooh. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah. How much did you give to the Taliban? A lot. $86 billion in military equipment. Really? I think Ukraine could have asked for a lot more. They got 110 so far. There you go. So he, He's gotten and then some. BLM donates clothes to Ukrainian refugees. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. They still got the tags on them. For all of our listeners on iTunes and Spotify who can't see the video, it's a picture of uh, stolen goods with the tags. Still the little open. security tags on them. <laughs> so funny. You've stolen my childhood. And a kid <laughs> in the cobalt mine saying, hang in there, Greta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the miners. Hit me up for pricing on my homeschool program. <laughs> It's a bunch of kids watching InfoWars. <laughs> I got to tell you, Aton, being on InfoWars is one of the best things, man. It is like, it quickly divides who's supposed to be in your life and who's not. That's the bottom line. Well, it's great. They provide a perspective that many people see and believe in. It's nice to hear the other one so you know what you're up against. Let us keep going through these memes. Him. He gave the $15 to the truckers. That's great. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's see if we got some news in here. Oh, our buddy Roger Stone, who's appeared on the Adam King Show twice, both charges dismissed for January 6th. This guy is a free man. Look out, America, because Roger Stone is going to rock your world. Get ready. Stone Zone is coming on. Actually, Roger has been such an amazing friend of the show. Without him, we'd still have a show, but it wouldn't be the same. Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell being personally blessed by the Pope. Nice. It's Actually, real. thank you. Come on. Yeah, this is a real photo. He was asking for a discount for his uh, Lolita Express <laughs> membership. The adventures of the guy who just started paying attention. Dang, most of the news I've been reading and watching hardly has any real news in it. <laughs> Where have you been the last 15 years? Crazy. Let's see what else we got. Don't sacrifice your children to Baal. Vote Malach. Don't sacrifice your children to Malach. Vote Baal. <laughs> Either way, it's the same stupidity. Red and blue. It's the uniparty system yeah. of the occult... Uh, uh, the occult fascistic dictators of our country. We got a great guest on today who's the uh, head of the Occult Rejects podcast, and we're going to go deep into some really sci-fi weird stuff. All right. We did it. We time traveled. Let me ask that guy over there. Who's the president of the United States? Some genocidal wacko. 
Oh, could be any year. Yeah. <laughs> right. So these memes are just ripping on everybody. Yeah, dude. No holds bar. The right, the left, they're all the same. Unless they're like the alt-right. Okay, this is a real quote, Eitan. The idea that we're going to send in tanks to Ukraine, that's called World War III, March 11th, 2022. January 25th, not even a year later, 10 months later. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending Abrams tanks to Ukraine. End quote. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I don't even understand how we, uh, we tolerate this. You know, like, when did America stop protesting? They do protest, and then they we don't do anything. Down. I mean, yeah. I I made the Adam King show. This is my protest. The, well, the people that protest on one side, they get arrested and thrown into jail. Here the is some, things down. some real good news. Single women are shopping for husband material at Home Depot. They're looking for men, real They're men. For men, yeah, exactly. Men who know how to build stuff with their hands, whose palms are calloused, whose like nails are not coming painted. in from Mexico. No soy latte boys over here. Yeah, coming in from the Mexico. That's funny. They know how to build things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two kids, you want to hear a secret? Sure. And the NSA is listening to them on the... Uh... On the other end of the string phone from back in the day. Very cute. All right, in the news, Putin's preparing a massive 500,000-man assault on two fronts. Ukraine is fervishly trying to prepare. I don't Feverishly. Think, I don't even think that these M1 tanks are going to see battle. I think they're going to kill Zelensky before this, hopefully. Stu's got to go. Zelensky. I don't even know. I don't even know. They should both, uh, for all that they did to the Jews, both countries, they should both rot in hell. But I'll tell you something. Ukraine is the epicenter of all Nazi activity in the United, in the world. Actual Nazis, the ones who escaped Nuremberg, fled to Antarctica on secret Nazi bases, and reemerged with the World Economic Forum. All okay. right. Oh. Classic liberty. I'm not on birth control, but you've had your first, fifth booster shot. <laughs> That's good. This one is the best meme I got today. I'm all, I, I, I couldn't finish out something funny, so... Slide 20, Julian Assange. If wars can be started by lies, peace can be started by truth. I'm down with that. I hear it. I believe in that. And uh, it's a shame that Julian Assange has had the fate that he's had. It's crazy. On that note, we are concluding our meme segment. I want to thank Aton for filling in for the one and only Rock Breath. Please hit up this QR code right here. Go support Rock for Israel. Aton's doing amazing work. We want to support him here on the Adam King Show. And he will be back for an actual segment where we will talk about the issues and not just laugh about stupid things. I love laughing about stupid things. Come on. It's the best. And we can laugh about stupid things while we talk about stupid things. I love it. All right, Aton, thank you very much. And I'll see you soon. On that note, I'm going to bring out our guest of the evening, the one and only Nick, host of the Occult Rejects podcast and the one of the best shit posters on <laughs> all of Instagram, New York Patriot, nineteen seventy eight. Thank you. Yeah, I do. I do have some good shit posting skills. <laughs> you got great. Actually, your shit posting skills are what merited you on the show today. So I have been following Nick's uh, 
uh, I have been following Nick's Instagram page and I reached out to him and I said, you got to come on the show because he's so funny and he's so smart and he's got so many, he's got the right perspective on all of it. The guy knows exactly what's going on and his memes cut like a sharp blade. And uh, we have decided that uh, this is going to be a 420 friendly show. Yes, just since, like uh, Nick busted out the weed. <laughs> And uh, normally that's not such a uh, Infowars type of thing, but Infowars is known for being a uh, place of freedom. So we do what we want. I mean, technically, now, it, is, it is legal in both the states we're in right now. So. Hey, we're just following the law. <laughs> you know, and real quick, before you you know get into whatever you want to get into, I'm not trying to interrupt you. I just want to tell you, thank you for how many times you have mentioned Ukraine and Nazis. Thank you. You know, it's I'm a Jew. Uh, I, I'm very Judeo-centric about everything I do. And uh, I feel like I'm the only Jew alive covering the, the rise of the Fourth Reich. And it's like not something that even Western journalists want to talk about. It's not something that Jewish people even talk about. And one thing that we've been covering, and as you could see, if you go back into the Bandai video shows, we have been covering a list of all the Israeli leaders and diplomats are clearly compromised by Pfizer and um, some big people who were always uh, heroes of mine growing up, like Bibi Netanyahu, compromised by the Nazis. And, you know, the Mossad, I think this whole injecting the Jews in Israel a million times was a real eye opener for me about what the Mossad actually is, how the Mossad missed this and how Israel just willingly complied with um, – you're familiar with Operation Paperclip, right? Yeah. <laughs> so our viewers know a lot about Operation Paperclip, but a lot of people – what people don't understand is people mostly think that Operation Paperclip had to do with uh, the, the space program. It did. But also, only 19 people were killed at Nuremberg. There were thousands of Nazi scientists. Wow. I didn't know that. That's like nothing. Only 19 people brought the trial at Nuremberg. That's it. Hmm. So all those dudes escaped. Thousands were brought to America, including all the students of Joseph Mengele, who were brought over to the Pfizer Corporation. I know. Yeah, I didn't so, even... <clears throat> how we have an Israeli intelligence apparatus that can sneak into Iran in the middle of the night, steal all their nuclear files, and bring them back home safely without losing a life, but they miss the vaccine in Israel and just willingly inject everybody with it. Um, so that woke me up to, to knowing that in Israel that the government is compromised in a very high level by the actual Nazis, uh, the, the, the ones who escaped Nuremberg and hid in private corporations throughout America like the Pfizer Corporation. So anyways, yes, I'm a Jew covering the Fourth Reich. It's a big passion of mine. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, since we're on the occult rejects type podcast and talking about it, you know, maybe you and I could go a little bit deeper into the occult background of Adolf Hitler and some of the stuff that the Nazis were doing that were not necessarily that aren't necessarily talked about. Because I love that they, idea. 
<laughs> yeah, Adolf was a was a high level witch, man. Oh, him, him, and Hitler, him and Himmler, they were they were occultists. They were major occultists. You know, that, what, you know what's wild, and not, not to cut you off, it's just like please, this is a even for your listeners. I, I'm sure I may be preaching to the choir at this point, but if anybody comes across this, this happens to see it, this is new for you. You can easily go like on YouTube or anywhere, like and and look up old uh, Nazi stuff. And you will literally see them walk down the streets with holding pagan gods up, yeah, making choreographed swastikas with torches. Mm -hmm. This was a pagan occult war. Yeah, that's all it was. And 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 there was a reason why he killed the Jews too. Like a lot of his writings have been, a lot of his writings are held by the CIA. Adolf actually wrote a lot, and. Um, you know, like the reason why he went so heavy after the Jews, whether you believe it or not, I don't really care. But we're the chosen people. And according to the Western God of Israel, he wanted to offer us up as a burnt offering. That's why you're called for his. He had to it for him. It was his way of saying that he conquered God because he needed to erase in some sort of ritualistic fashion to the pagan god, which is Pan. His god was Pan, Panism, which is the god of nature. Why? And, and, and think about where we are now. What brings the fourth right back to the world? The pandemic. Oh. Or what I like to call the demic of Pan. That's good. That's good. You like that? You know, even like another thing too, uh, just real quick to toss in there. I I can't can't remember exactly who it was now, but there's even people that Hitler had like that joined his team that were like not even involved in that stuff. If you were to go look at them, they were more of like hippies. They were into horticulture. Yeah, they were into like just like weird liberal lifestyles. Yeah, very leftist thinking now. Yeah, and those were the people. They weren't like so much political it's just really he brought in people with mindsets that i think were into occultism that he knew he could use to do what he wanted to do did you ever see the man in high castle no no so there's this scene in the man in high castle it's a really good piece it's basically on the multiverse and it's basically like the world has many choices that can be made at any time and depending on what choices we make in our life reality kind of manifests itself so there is a parallel universe that exists where actually the Nazis won World War II and not lost World War II. And so in this parallel universe in the Man in High Castle, there is a scene where um, one of the main Nazis is taken to a party hosted by the Liebensborn, which is the ultra-Aryan, epigenetically born super race not super, I don't know what's so super about them, but uh, of, of Adolf Hitler, what he was trying to create. His Aryan, blonde-haired, blue-eyed super race. And I can get into that later if you want to. But at, at this party, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because of what you just said about all the hippies that were involved, because they really describe, I mean, they do, you know, you could really capture in, in, in film something that you cannot teach otherwise and they show that it's like rampant open sex there's zero commitments in relationships the the home is dissolved there's no such thing as um 
you know, they obviously are going to create a family, but before, you know, they, it's, 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 they're, they're bred. The, the people in the Liebens born, they're like, they don't have concepts of falling. It, love is a secondary commodity as opposed to breeding, you know, because they were created to be bred, you know. So it's like this, it's a really, really interesting show. But, um, but you're right. He did enlist a tremendous amount of liberal socialist type of people. Um, and like he himself, he was a vegan, you know, he was a devout vegan. And that is actually something that from and my he drove a VW bug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, just the topic of it. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> even from my experience and why I even think that's something to take into consideration um, in a, a lot of huge ceremonial magic, like uh, the Abramelin, like very big kind of. Um, oh, I read that book. They all suggest to kind of like go vegan or very light, right? Even when I was in the OTO, the Ordo Templi Orientis, people, you know, it's a secret society. Right. They were very big. In I forgot to mention that to my audience. He, oh, this sorry. is a former secret society member here, former member of the OTO. Thank you. And that's why you created the title Occult Rejects, right? Yes. Because yes. of your background. Yes. Because of my experiences, I started to so realize exactly how. So go on. I don't want to interrupt you. You were saying something. Oh, uh, where was I going with that? Sorry. What was he saying? <laughs> they said joints kicking in. Something about the weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, I forgot where I was going. So I'll, I'll steer the conversation. Yeah. So I'm really into this whole like Antarctica thing right now, mm. especially as it relates to the Nazis and secret Nazi bases in Antarctica. What do you know about Antarctica? You know, I haven't really, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I haven't really gotten into that stuff. Um, believe it or not, this is just my theory and my idea. And this is going to get crazy for a little bit. But I am very much into the dome and the flat earth. That's just me. Sorry. You know, and I believe it or not, I think the ice just has, you go up, you get ice. The ice wall. You go towards either end of so the I actually have flow, you get ice. So I do think it's actually just the lack of energy and spirit as you're getting closer to the dome. So I've never really. So in front of me, I actually have the uh, a copy of this book, The Emerald Tablet by, by Hermes Trismegistus. And uh, I've been reading this. And it's like one of the original flat earth theories from 300 AD. I mean, it's 1700 years ago, this book was was written. Very interesting book. But essentially, the flat earth theory isn't really a flat earth. It's more like a disc earth. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And that there's a what they say is there's, there's that that. The southern pole of the world is actually an ice wall. And on the other side of that ice wall is what the Hebrews call the Rakia. Which is the firmament. And that, and and you know, there there's interesting stuff. I've gone back and forth sometimes. I, I've looked at the flat Earth stuff, but I've also thought, you know, I also obviously think there's real reasons why the Earth is round. And mainly, for instance, I went to Alaska for a summer, and um, the sun never set. So um, the sun never went. It, it just it it just rotated above my head 360 degrees for an entire month it never set 
because as you go higher north, the sun keeps, you know, moving. And, and as you go farther south, the sun, you know, kind of expands. But the way that the seasons are is that in the winter, the su- there is no sun in Alaska. So um, I don't see how that can be rectified on a flat earth. Yeah, yeah, I kind of see like it makes more sense. And plus, like in the Kabbalah, it says, Eser Spiro Blima, Eser Velotesha, Eser Velochadesre. There are 10 spheres orbiting in the sky 10, not 9, 10, not 11. And they're talking about the planets. It's the sa- it's the first line of the Sefer Yitzira, which is like the, I, I don't know if you've heard of it, the Sefer Yitzira. Yeah, so, the, yeah. so I've so been pronouncing me, it wrong. This every answer, but I'll tell you on on Antarctica. I want to get back to you know it whether whether the Earth is flat or the Earth is round. It doesn't matter because governments have been making secret bases in Antarctica for a very long time. Yeah, the governments of the world are very secretly interested in Antarctica, and the Nazis were extremely passionate about Antarctica. Yamakshimov Zikaron Adolf. Um, well-documented, massive military infrastructure was built out in Antarctica. You know, and also that you know, like that symbol that Himmler had in his castle, like that that wrote that spinning the black sun type symbol on the floor. No, it is. It almost looks like if you were to take like uh, I, the little dipper or the big dipper. I'm going to screw this up. One of them. It almost looks like that, just re-rotating in a circle. Um, their black sun symbol. People can look that up. A Nazi black sun symbol. I yeah, even look it up right now. For I even Nazi. think that the North Star is involved with that too, as well. So here's the here's the thing. Here's my postulation. With all this stuff to talking about, why it, it if you if you think about Antarctica being like the secret base of the world, you know, where all these governments are there doing secret stuff that people don't know about it. You can't even really go into the interior of Antarctica. They only allow you to go to specific places. And it's like a massive continent. And I've been seeing these pictures of Antarctica have been surfacing that like they have like pyramids there, like covered in the snow from like trips that were taken in like 1910 with like a big wooden ship in the background. And like, you know, a lot of really compelling images. So I really got I really rabbit hold on the Antarctica thing. And because I'm a Nazi hunter, I really started applying my logic that why was it that Adolf Hitler fled to Argentina and why so many Nazis fled to Argentina? Because it's the closest geographical place to Antarctica where they had their bases. Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you know this already, but even for maybe some of your listeners who don't, there was uh there was schools there before mm-hmm. World War II even started that already had Nazi stuff on it. Schools? Yeah, like they had a presence in Argentina even before that stuff started to kick off. Interesting. So it definitely was a spot for them to go back to because there was already people there accepting them prior to the war. Yeah. So it's, and, you know, it's very, uh-huh. that, that whole Argentina and even Nazi thing is very interesting. So actually, Argentina was the largest collection agency for the Simon Wiesenthal Center. That's where they found the majority of their Nazi collaborators that they brought to Nuremberg. The original Nuremberg trial had 19 people. That's it. That is, wow. Only 19 Nazis. 19. All the rest. It was like a symbolic gesture. And they had like huge names. They were huge names. They weren't like low-level people. They were huge names. 
but you, but Adolf was not there. Everbron was not there. And uh, listen, I'm always I'm a firm believer that Hollywood is always dropping secrets, that the CIA really controls Hollywood, and that the CIA is always leaking information through film and and certain things for whatever purpose they want, whether to communicate with the elites, whether to uh, cause mass propaganda. I don't know why the CIA feels like they need to stifle. Uh, they, I mean, they obviously they do it for control, but there on Amazon Prime, there's a, another series called Hunters, where, um, not Marlon Brando. I always mess up my celebrities because they mean <laughs> so much nothing to me. Well, that's like the stuff on TV, and I'll be like, I don't even know who that person is, and my wife will say like the the chick's name or the dude's name. I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, they were in so and so. I'm like, so. <laughs> So the guy's name is um, Al Pacino. Oh, okay. That shows oh, you how much. Yes, yes. Al Pacino, I'm right. like I'm like gripping on Al Pacino's name over here. That makes me very proud. I feel very unplugged from the Hollywood Matrix that I don't even I'm not even rec recalling Al Pacino's name like that. But Al Pacino plays like this Jew who's a Nazi hunter who changes his face and become and, and like later you find out he's he's always been a Nazi posing as a Jew and like, and it, and then there's like such a weird twist. It, like I didn't like, see, I didn't want to watch season two because season one ended with that weird twist. And I didn't really think about, and, and that happened like in the very beginning of COVID 2020 and towards the end of the show, he, um, you know, it was just like, it, they were trying to like put like, like stuff in the food like everything that we're afraid of today they were trying to like poison america through food and high fructose corn syrups and all sorts of crazy stuff that they were putting in the food and um so the show also kind of follows like the the storyline but i just started season two and in season two like eva bon Braun and Adolf Hitler escaped to Argentina and they're being hunted by this group and they're in Argentina. Now, why is Hollywood publishing that kind of stuff? You know, and the CIA actually had on their web, I saw that, that you could Google it. It's very Googleable. CIA, Adolf Hitler survived World War II and type in CIA and a link to CIA.gov will pop up that the CIA actually released in their files that a pictures of Adolf Hitler that they said was Adolf Hitler in in Argentina after World War II. Why they didn't take him out, I don't know. Wow, you know. But uh, he some of the real questions that and people think I'm crazy for even postulating this, but I mean, like, in, in a certain sense, how do we even know that that guy is really dead? I mean, just because we all die at like 80 to 120 years old, somewhere in there, and that's considered a long life. Like this guy was like intimately obsessed with life extension technology, adrenochrome at the head of the Jeffrey Epstein thing could really be like some high level adrenochrome Mangala experiment type situation. Because we do know that Jeffrey Epstein was doing tremendous amounts of eugenics work. You know, what was the Harvard Center of Eugenics called? It's called the Jeffrey Epstein Center of Eugenics at Harvard University because he gave them a $40 million grant. Wow. I know. 
Jeffrey was playing hardball, man. He was. You know, it's funny. I forget about those things because it was so long ago. But I remember, like, wasn't he even like? Didn't he have like his seed even stocked up to like? So some weird stuff. Like he had in New Mexico, he had a eugenics research center on an eighty-eight hundred acre ranch that he ran, and even Chelsea Clinton is seen in pictures on that ranch. Wow. I know. And Bill Gates said, he's quoted, this is, there was a, I think it's CBS or CNBC or something like this, did an interview with Melinda Gates about this. And they asked Melinda Gates, actually, I I think I even have that as a clip. I'll see if I can pull it up as a clip. But they asked him about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. And she said, Melinda says, he's going to have to answer that for himself, his his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and I remember that. I think she then she admits she's like, I met him once because I actually wanted to see what was the big. It, and she says exactly that. one time, just one time. Like, what does that mean? Exactly one time. She, well, she's like, like, I'm making sure I'm saying it was only once because you already know exactly knows once. Like, it's, it's such a weird thing to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, exactly once. Okay, mm. exactly once. I will write that down. You saw him exactly once. Uh, found it. Okay, cool. I'm going to pull up this video. Um, and share it with you. So, um, so, but anyways, uh, Bill Gates said that he believed that him and Jeffrey Epstein were going to win the Nobel prize for their work together in eugenics. He used to talk about it all the time. Can you believe that? I know. So the question is, is what was Bill doing with Jeffrey Epstein in eugenics? Now, I don't know. I don't really believe, I don't really think that Bill was like stooping little boys or little girls. Maybe he was. I'm sure a lot of these people were. But I mean, some of the stuff that they were doing was like super sadistic stuff. Mm. I, yeah, I think uh, at that point, you just have so much disassociation Mm. towards you know, morals or human, you know, caring about anything besides yourself, you know? So they can be very sadistic because they just have no thought or compassion, you know? So we got the clip actually, and I'm going to load this clip up and we're going to play this clip. Uh, This is a, it's actually kind of a long clip, but let's see if we could do it like this you know it was also widely reported that bill had a a friendship or business or some kind of contact with jeffrey epstein and that you were not uh, that that was very upsetting to you did that play a role in the in the divorce at all in this process yeah as i said it's not one thing it was many things but i did not like uh that he'd had meetings with jeffrey epstein no Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you made that clear to him i made that clear to him I also met Jeffrey Epstein exactly one time. Did you? Yes, because I wanted to see who this man was. And um, I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was Exactly one time. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. So look at the way her eyes go back and forth. She's lying. And here I'm an older woman. My God, I feel terrible for those young women. It's awful. You felt that. Look at the way she looks to the left. Yeah. And you shared that with Bill and he still continued to spend time with him. Any of the questions 
remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. Okay. But I made it very clear how I felt about him. Mm-hmm. There you have it. On that note, I want to uh, just pause briefly so that we could have a word from uh, InfoWars. We're going to play an InfoWars commercial now that uh, InfoWars just dropped this hot. But before we do, I want to tell everybody to please click this link right here. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and buy something from InfoWarsStore.com. I just picked up a brand new Faraday cage from my phone because I bought a new iPhone 14. And this thing reeks of EMF. I bought an EMF reader detector for like 30 bucks on Amazon. You need one of these things if you sleep next to your phone, without a doubt. So go to InfoWarsStore.com. Please buy something, and we will be right back after a word from InfoWars. Mark Twain, one of America's greatest writers and satirists in minds, famously said more than 150 years ago, rumors of his demise had been greatly exaggerated because the newspapers kept saying he died decades before he did die. And it's the same psyop today. InfoWars is more influential and more powerful than ever because of your support and because of the facts that what we've covered is coming true. But if they can convince you we've been shut down, if they can convince you that we're going away and you stop supporting, you stop spreading the word, then they do win. Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one group of people that can shut down InfoWars, and that's you, the viewers and listeners. If you decide we're done, we're done. If you decide to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get supplements and books and films and t-shirts and so much more, we will stay on the air indefinitely. It is all in your hands. So thanks for your support. Stand up against the globalists. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and keep us on air. It's up to you. And we're back. Thank you guys for uh, tuning into that brief commercial. InfoWars puts out the best material. You can find it all on Bandai Video. And please, like I said before, go to InfoWarsStore.com because InfoWars is under attack right now by all sides. And InfoWars needs money. So please support the store. You get the best products. Uh, so many different products, shirts, fun stuff, tons of uh supplements like super male vitality lots of good stuff found within infowarsstore.com and on that note we're going to get back to our conversation with our guest new york patriot 1978 my friend nick host of the occult rejects podcast and we were talking uh, about our uh the the nazis surviving argentina uh adolf hitler fleeing to argentina antarctica we were covering a vast array of subjects and we got back onto the jeffrey epstein saga and how he plays a role in everything um with bill gates um what's your take on bill gates nick oh you're muted hold on so sorry you there yes yes there we go all right Oh, I think he's a. I think he's a psycho sociopath. I think uh, he's was he sp- always this way, or did this happen after he became rich? You know, some I people. Mean, his father is the, the creator of Planned Parenthood, so I mean, I do believe you know. And sometimes some people say, like, "Oh, you know, is is the world really run by people that are involved in a club?" You know, in my opinion, if you think about all these famous people that are really have their hands in so much stuff actually a very small population 
So it's really not hard to really start thinking does actually only 1% really actually have their hands in almost everything. But I do think, honestly, I think Gates has probably come from like a family or a background that like he, the MK Ultra somehow was hmm. put and had a, he was used. He's, he's doing what he's supposed to do by somebody else putting him there. You know, you think he's that he has handlers that he's not some sort of mad evil. Oh no, he is. But he's been made like that, you know what I'm saying? Or he he's or he's like that. Just... Maybe he's Liebensborn. Maybe but he I, is Liebensborn. I definitely think he gets off on it now. You know, he's just somebody who I For think sure. was, was brought up to play this game and to have mm. a heavy hand in it. Do you know it. anything about the Committee of 300? Very little. I've had people bring it up. What have you heard about this? I'm just, uh, getting I'm, just, I'm just breaking the ice on this subject right now. See, is that I could be getting it confused with something a committee of well, you know where that's from? I'm thinking of something over it's from here. an interview that took place in like 1979. Oh, no, 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 where a politician says, We've consulted the committee of 300, and then people started looking into it. And there's a, a book actually by John Coleman called The Conspirators' Whole Hierarchy. I have it. Hold on, I got so many books, man. Real men read books. So uh, Conspirators Hierarchy, The Story of the Committee of 300 by John Coleman. It's an interesting book. Tell us about the order, uh, the OTO. What was the yeah, OTO okay. for you? Sure. Uh, I mean, it's a secret society. Um, I guess just real quick, just before that, like it, it wasn't, a, you know, I was practicing, kind of getting into practicing magic myself. I was big into conspiracy theories, uh, you know, growing up, listening to you know, Jordan Maxwell, David Icke, uh, Santos Bonacci, you know, all, all those people, all the OGs from the, from the Alex Jones. Yes, here yes. On oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. You're on InfoWars right now, man. Alex Jones. <laughs> That's how I heard about Bohemian Grove. This is Alex Jones. Right. Alex yeah. Jones exposed Bohemian Grove to the yes. whole world. So, yeah. yeah, no, seriously, I, you're totally right. Alex Jones is definitely one of them. Uh, all of those guys from back then really, to me, pushed, pushed it that magic or secret societies were influencing the world. So in my mm -hmm. mind, I was like, I just want to stay out of the matrix and live my own life and just be a decent dude and just not deal with the bullshit. So I started getting into uh, this stuff and just very quickly, I kind of wanted to join somewhere because I, I wasn't uh, going through books. You can find contradictions going through videos on TV. You, I mean, wherever you can find contradictions. Um, I wasn't huge into Crowley. I still think he was a very deprived individual, but an occult genius. So I, so the OTO is Aleister Crowley's thing. It eventually became him. It was originally started by uh, two guys who are Masons. And they kind of like started their own thing on the side. But if you were a Mason, you could also join. And depending on what degree you were in the Masons, if you were high up enough, you could even move over to a higher degree in the Ordo Templi Orientis. Eventually, they read Crowley's Book of the Law, contacted him, thought that he knew the secrets of the OTO. And he's like, I don't even know who you people are. And they eventually handed it over to him. This is the story they tell us. You know, they gave it to him. He took it over. He based it on the book of the law and started adding his Thelema magic to it. But originally it was Masonic. He took it over, made it Thelemic, all his beliefs and ideas, his rituals too. 
And uh, yeah, I ended up joining that only because really I would have probably preferred the Golden Dawn because it's a little bit more like school in a sense. The OTO is just very much more, I guess, fraternity. Um, they were the only thing close to me. So I was and like, so you, know, you left it. Oh, so yeah. Why, I'm not why, in it anymore. No way. Yeah. So what, what was the reason? That, so I, we understand you joined these okay. really occult societies. And hence, obviously, the name of your podcast, Occult Rejects. Yes. You know, very. I could see how it's tied yeah. into that. But my question <laughs> to you is, what made you want to leave? Well, I knew when I got there, it wasn't going to be a permanent, permanent place because I just didn't even feel like I fit in. And part of that and is part of the reason why I left. It does have a huge, huge leftist agenda and mindset. Uh-huh. That's in the place that I went to. I'm just saying. From the you know, place I was going to, huge leftist push. Uh, there are people there who are open socialists, open communists. You can go on their mm-hmm. Facebook and it says like communist underneath there, mm-hmm. you know, underneath their picture. Like they weren't hiding it. They were very open about it. And I already knew like that was just like, you know, this was a little weird for me, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I already like wasn't comfortable there. Um, through I was there a, a while enough to go up a few degrees. So I did end up staying for a while, but I just knew I wasn't going to stay. And um, in the Minerval degree, the first degree and the second degree, I was told not to trust anybody except for myself in multiple ways. So by the time I hit the second one, I started realizing in Minerval, you told me, don't trust myself. Don't trust anybody except for myself. The first degree you at the end of that, you pushed it multiple times not to trust anybody except for myself. The second degree, now you're telling me not to trust my siblings, don't trust anybody except for myself. And you're telling me not everything is as it seems. So I feel like you're telling me multiple times something may not even be right here. Mm-hmm. So that I always kept in the back of my mind once I've noticed those things. Um, I started, like I said before, it's very liberal. Um, I will, this is just my opinion when it comes to the Kabbalah. I'm sure you have your own views too. Maybe they might even match. I think it was very pushed far to the left pillar, very much on that side to an extreme. Um, you had a lot of people there that were very much into, uh, what do you mean? You're talking well, about Kabbalah? Yeah, like at the left pillar, I would say it was very much all like getting people into certain leftist mindsets. As far as I'm concerned, Kabbalah is only found inside of Orthodox Judaism. Well, it's it's the Hermetic. I, I understand like the whole witchcrafty type yeah. of people who like get into like and try to like, but like I'll tell you something. As a Kabbalist, I look at like some of the things that they write, and it's like all so dark and satanic. It's really dark. Like they really like pervert Jewish traditions. Okay, it's this actually is... it's kind of offensive because they really like pervert good things. Well, okay, well, this like, that's... bring about that actually matches about, I... like dark things. That actually matches what I was going to get into. In my because... opinion, if you and this just... is this is like a this is a general theme too because like throughout, especially in the conspiracy theory world, there's like always people out there like Nick Fuentes or whatever. And they're always trying to smear juice for this or that. You know, it's like we eat the blood of babies in our matzahs type stuff. Oh. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, and, and there, but at the same time, part of that psyop of destroying the credibility of the Jew is also like perverting their tradition 
to make it look i, I don't know it's, it's so weird well that like, wasn't that wasn't what i was getting i actually at. have a tremendous fascination with like medieval witchcraft i've read like a few um I, i'm a, i'm a biblical scholar personally and uh, i've read a lot of witchcrafty type of books it's something that i've always been passionate about only from an academic level because it's like it's like so dark and perverted that like i don't know i find it fascinating and i mean so you know what i mean i could have a porn addiction god forbid right. but like i mean i just i like to look at weird occult things and uh, and and study them and I'll tell you that, like, all the medieval witchcraft, I'll tell you where it comes from, is these non-Jewish people, whether in, like, Ukraine, happened in Ukraine a lot, Poland, whatever happened to the Ash Ashkenazim, they, they came and they desecrated us, they killed all of our people, and they stole all of our books. And from our books, they came up with, like, these, like, witchcraft schools of like and all of them are all tied to this and so like all modern basically all modern witchcraft in the world today stems from stolen books of jews that were misinterpreted by people who barely could understand <laughs> hebrew and so when i hear like especially alistair crowley and albert pike and all these like huge names that like really were into this stuff you know like they're like they're selling you the handcuffs to put on you're not getting close to no they, what they're doing is they're perverting they're perverting names of uh, they're perverting things in judaism that have no place in judaism for instance i'll tell you you know like the star the 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 tree of life right you're familiar with the tree of life it has like 10 things on a little <laughs> handle it was the logo for the occult rejects for a while. Keter, Bina, Chachma, Hesed, Hesed, Giborah, Tiferet, Netzachod, Yisod, Malchut. The 10 we wrote on the little stick. It's called the Tree of Life, right? So I see like all the time, like throughout medieval. Life. Do you think the dreidel is based on? Hold on. I'll tell you what the dreidel yeah. is later. Because right, I but, thought if you turned it upside down and spun it, it would look like the Tree of Life. <laughs> That's interesting. That's a beautiful thought, actually. I never <laughs> thought about that. But the, to, to further elaborate this point, in medieval witchcraft, what they will do is, like, instead of Keter, they'll write, like, the name of a demon. Mm -hmm. They'll, like, have the tree of life, and instead of Keter, they'll write the name of a demon. And instead of, like, they'll, like, they completely take the words, uh, the, the scholarly work of the Jews in the structure, uh, in, in the deciphering of reality. Let's call Kabbalah a language of the deciphering of reality. That's really what Kabbalah is. Kabbalah yeah, is a language. Right. Kabbalah is just a language in the end of the day. It's a language that describes a lot about everything, including the deciphering of reality. So a lot of these like witchcraft type of things, and that's why I'm fascinated by them because I could see their roots in Judaism and how they were bastardized and taken. And some of them, they'll like have like, they'll make seals and they'll write in Hebrew letters the name of a demon in the place of where God's name is on the typical Hebrew sigil. They'll, where God's name is, they'll put the name of a demon. Yeah, has his own. And then on the, and then on the, uh, you know, and then above it, they'll write in English 
You know what I'm saying? They don't even, they're not even like Hebrew people. They're like English speaking people using Hebrew language for their witchcraft purposes. And so like the OTO and like the Aleister Crowley and Albert Pike and all these people, like they all got their inspiration from previous generations who did it too. It all stemmed from the crusaders who did it in Jerusalem. You know, they came to Jerusalem looking for the writings of the Zohar. And that's why it fled through the, through to Morocco and to Spain, you know, at that time, because like they were looking for that. They found other things, but at the time they were looking for the writings of the Zohar. Mm. So, no, but, uh, I mean, what I was going to say before, I mean, you, you really kind of, but I have, a, I have some questions for you. Like, mm-hmm. I, like as having such a background in this, like, how do you feel about God? Like, where is your, do you have a relationship with God? Oh yeah. Well, that's for me. That's why I got into the Kabbalah because I wanted to have a relationship with God, mm. which is why I left the OTO because I think it's pushing you the other way, actually. Interesting. What I was going to say before, and I, I guess like I'll try not to get into Kabbalah, <laughs> but I do think just my experience is vices and virtues, things that bring you closer to God, things that push you away from God. Mm-hmm. I think the OTO sells you everything that will push you away from God. Mm-hmm. It's over-sexualizing shit. Wow. Uh, all these all these different uh lbgtq wxyz people there right the you know, they, 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 yes they, it's very um worrying about idolizing people it's right. it's very much, it's very much pushing you away right so when i started this is just for me when i started having experiences that i thought were magical experiences with god you know mm-hmm. actually like you know feeling in my opinion the real love what actual love is you know, what we experience here is just a, a sliver of what being in God's presence is to me. I, I think I started having those experiences and started noticing that everything in that place was designed, in my opinion, to make sure you don't have those experiences. True. it is. And I realized this is actually very satanic. That's why they want children to be homosexuals at five years old. And then, and then, then again, look at what I was saying before. A very leftist mindset there they want to be able to take over their minds at a young age and be able to influence them until the end of their life from like i I had said that's from the cradle to the grave is the motto Mm. that's what they want us for they want us incubated grown in tubes from the cradle to the grave completely controlled the power of the human being contained and zapped out of him you to be used for private gain that's what they want. Even and, that's when I- what, and that's what adrenochrome is all about, dude. You know, like the main spiritual impetus of adrenochrome is that, is an evil spiritual force. It's a spiritual force that says that I want to, con- I, I, you are a commodity like corn or wheat. The human is a commodity like corn or wheat. There's mm-hmm. nothing different about the human than a blade of grass. And that is against what, God has willed for creation, obviously choosing mankind out of all of creation. You know, the 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 wolves aren't having a podcast right now. <laughs> you know, the elephants aren't wearing clothing. That's a good point. <laughs> you know. But yeah, like I was saying, it was just a very, uh, you know, and even at one point, 
there when you uh when i was going through like you know some of the degrees uh at the end i think of this if i think it was the second one the second degree they will read off certain things that will be expected of you to move up mm-hmm. and i can't i'm going I, it's neither the seventh or the eighth i can't remember exactly but at that point they even mentioned you'll sign over your stuff your soul no like all my all shit. Your physical possessions so now now that's a cult. Yeah, like the church of scientology that's a cult now yeah just straight up cult and i was like, yeah i'm out of here you know and then and then and then to top it off this is again showing you exactly you know with the leftist ideology mindsets getting people triggered you know like in my opinion i i think like when you're practicing magic, you're supposed to quiet the mind so you can hear fucking God talk to you for a second, you know? <laughs> and I think there, they just want to clutter with more stuff. But, like, when COVID came, they shut down. They went along with the CDC. Mm-hmm. And then they were not accepting anybody unless they were vaccinated. You cannot show up and you had to wear a mask. So they were talking about? OTO. The OTO uh, totally was a was totally with the CDC. They pushed yeah, the vaccine. They pushed the masks. Yeah. And then this this I is what blew my mind. I would imagine everybody in that whole worldview would be like, oh, they're all for it too. Yeah, they love yeah, it. they love the trannies. They love all that weird stuff. <laughs> and then and then this is I had stopped going to their lodge probably close to a, six months before COVID happened. I was I'm not considering myself a member anymore. They started doing Zoom things. And I was like, you know what? I'll jump on for a few of them and just listen. I don't have to talk. You know, I could just jump on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a couple of book readings or whatever. So I wanted to listen to the book. Um, I got an email because this, this is before I actually left. I got an email stating because of the George Floyd thing, we're going to have a little Zoom meeting so we could talk about our feelings. And I was like, what? You got to be kidding me. As a magician, this is just my opinion. Unless George Floyd was like paying my bills, screwing me, or it was like a family member, whatever happened to him, horrible, true, fake, or whatever happened, did not affect my life. So why am I supposed to get in an uproar about it and think about him all day? That was just my first thought. So I jumped into this thing, and it became like a kumbaya group therapy, which makes no sense. If we're magicians, we shouldn't. It's about controlling your own emotions, too. So why are we doing this? Um, one of them who was a lawyer that was very high up as well above me and has been there long enough starts going on this rant saying that if Antifa ever gets considered domestic terrorists, our uh, amendments just went out the window and this country is going to you know, fall. And I was like, yo, you're literally promoting domestic terrorists, dude. I'm thinking in my head. And then they start talking about, does anybody want to uh, start maybe uh, joining protests and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah for George Floyd and this and that. And I was like, yo, the DOTO is supposed to be like ask Alcoholics Anonymous, really, where they only have an opinion on Alcoholics Anonymous and that's it. The OTO is not supposed to have an opinion about anything. You just started this group thing so you can push Antifa, you can push BLM, and you can push the left. Do you think that they're doing um, inside there? Do you think that, the, that they're it's doing a leftist propaganda uh, idolatry? Do you think they're like bowing to idols and like that's like the that's what it is too. Like that and, or like and Alistair Crowley said it himself. You're going to be a slave to the gods, and that's all those people do in those lodges. They pray to these gods instead of praying to the god. You're that's slaves true. to these ideas that the OTO is handing so you. Sad. How do we save these people? They no, got to snap out of it, man. Can't save. I don't- <laughs> 
gotta only save yourself. You want to know how to save people? You gotta save yourself. Yes. The only way to save yourself. I'll totally agree with what you said before. These people, if they even understood the Kabbalah, what they sold everybody else was a perverted slave system. You know, I truly think that at some point in my life, people are really gonna start looking towards the Jewish people. And I hope that my show and like, you know, we have another sister show that we do on Monday nights called the Beto Book Club, where we we, we teach. And that's going to become a, a more mainstream show on that alongside of the Adam King show. Um, but uh, but um, but yeah, absolutely. I think at some point people are going to look to us Jews and they're going to we're finally going to be able to have a, a moment to share our rich, beautiful culture of a relationship with God to the world. And people will be able to sit and listen to us without having a riling of anger in their hearts. And we'll be able to just share what God wanted us to cling to. The only reason why he chose us was to carry this one message throughout time for the purpose of allowing humanity to at some point embrace it, which is really what we believe as the code to free will, true free will. And when I mean free will, I'm talking more about like the free will of like fasting, you know, like not eating when you're hungry. That's like more free will than like choosing what to eat, for example. So that's pretty deep, actually, if you think about it. So and even more so, the highest levels of free will are really the negation of the physical world for it, which is including the laws of physics. And that's how, you know, telekinesis and stuff like that exists. Yeah, I totally you. agree with you. I totally agree. You know, it's like it's about free will. Because what's the opposite of free will? Nature. What's nature ruled by? The planets and stars. Of the kochavimo mazalot. That's what it's called. The slaves of the stars and the planets. And so, um, yeah, I like that. All about, Judaism is all about how to acquire free will. Mike drop. That's why when you bitches. That's when you had when you had told me that you were that you were into the Kabbalah, but like uh prior to recording, but the traditional one. That's why I was like, yo, I gotta get you on my show because I would love to actually hear someone speak on that. Because I'm totally yeah. agreeing with you. I do think the Kabbalah is about finding God. It's about reality, finding out who you are and who God is. Absolutely. You know, and I would like it, I would like it explained and not attached to magic. And if any of our listeners would like an invitation to my private Kabbalah class, they can email us at info at the Adam King show.com and I'll happily uh, get them some information about that. But I do this uh, every Monday night for a year and a half. We actually, our last guest, Rabbi Avraham Greenbaum, on episode 24, right before you, um, one of the greatest rabbis in our generation one of the greatest men of God in our generation, totally with it politically. We went on this whole thing. The episode's called The Kabbalah of Ukraine. And we just like, we, we go deep into like Ezekiel 38 and stuff like that. Just like really surface level stuff. But him and I, he, he actually published the book that we teach from. He, he tra- we, we published the book together. He translated it. We published it together. It's a 17th nice. century manuscript uh, uh, called um, 138 Gates of Wisdom by Rabbi Moshe Chaim Luzato. It's available on Amazon. 
and we could provide a link to the book in in our show we did in the last episode too so um but uh but yeah it's exciting stuff god is real and god loves people and he doesn't want the witchcraft and the darkness and the evil he doesn't want any of that he wants repentance commitment like real relationship that's what god wants from us a real relationship like a deep deep personal bond and uh the, the 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 first thing in kabbalah is just to speak to god in your own language have a real conversation should be the most important and personal relationship you could ever have is with god in my opinion so, i totally agree your opinion and the opinions of many others so this has been such an interesting show i love it i want to encourage all my listeners to go check out uh nick's instagram he's got the funniest memes sometimes he says the most poignant stuff <laughs> new york patriot 1978 check out his podcast the occult rejects podcast it's on youtube uh, youtube it's on youtube uh bit shoot and all major podcasts and I, I do have my md the, the ny patriot show as well we are so yeah. censored on youtube i'm telling oh, you yeah, yeah. That's you. Bit shoot. oh I my have- god well, that's we're so grateful for Infowars, and we're on Rumble, and we're on Spotify, and we're on Vimeo, and we're on YouTube. But we don't post our political stuff on YouTube. We just post our our clips and our dating episodes. <laughs> Surprised you even get away with that because it says Info dating Wars. episodes are epic. Dude. <laughs> People write us like these essay format responses to things we talk about. On we get fan mail on the dating episodes. They're that's great. Awesome. I love doing them. I got to do another one because they're just so fun. But hey. All you listeners at the Adam King Show, I want to thank you for tuning in to our guest segment with Nick from New York Patriot from the host of the Occult Rejects. Check him out. Thank you for staying tuned. Please look at that QR code above Nick's head. That is InfoWarsStore.com. Go buy something and support the InfoWar today. You have tuned into the Adam King's 25th broadcast. Thank you and good night. Inside a new Balenciaga
And of course, Instagram let the advertisement run, endorsing kitty porn. And by the way, if you have an alternate explanation for what this was, let us know. A child with a teddy bear in a bondage outfit and a Supreme Court decision striking down a kitty porn law displayed on the table? What is that? Are we jumping to conclusions? Don't think so. It is what it appears to be. It's right in your face and no one's saying anything. Colossal Biosciences is using CRISPR gene editing technology to resurrect animals that have gone extinct. They are starting next year with a woolly mammoth and are making plans for the Tasmanian tiger. The plan is to release 100 woolly mammoths inside a park in Siberia. This is officially being done under the guise of climate change. They claim that by adding megafauna back into the Arctic tundra, it will offset carbon emissions. The company has already raised over 12 million euros, which includes funding from the CIA. The CIA's venture capital firm, InQtel, is a stakeholder of Colossal Biosciences. Euronews points out that the plan seems counterproductive seeing as how over 30% of trees worldwide are currently going extinct, and points out its potential dangers of introducing ancient unknown pathogens into our modern world. But when you look into the company's co-founder, George Church, it becomes clear that it's really all about pushing the agenda of human cloning and transhumanism. Harvard scientist George Church received donations from 2005 to 2007 from Jeffrey Epstein, the infamous pedophile transhumanist who was planning on establishing a baby farm at his New Mexico ranch to seed the earth with his DNA. In 2019, Church awkwardly apologized for his association with Jeffrey Epstein on 60 Minutes. But, it, you know, it was one of these things where you first learn about it and it's not, it's just like, uh, when you first hear about it, it doesn't sound like it's something serious. And it's only recently that we've found out that, that uh, there was something serious or that become aware how serious it was. The professional connection between Jeffrey Epstein and George Church was their common desire to clone humans, which is something that Church is most passionate about. His work has been focused primarily on creating superior humans and wants to bring Neanderthal man back from extinction and give them their own culture and political force. He is also passionate about creating customized living creatures out of DNA to serve mankind as we see fit. When asked if he believed in God, Church responded that he respects all people's faith, but his faith is in science and that the true understanding of nature is only available to the scientists. This psychopathy that has infected man with an obsession to play God has attracted many atheists into the field of genetic engineering. But not everyone in this field wants to play God. Dr. Bruce Lipton was a pioneer in the research of cloned human stem cells. His research revealed that the environment and our perception of the environment is what controls our genetic activity. This is known as epigenetics, and as a result of his research, he stopped being an atheist 
and found faith in God. This, and the nature of his research, has alienated him from today's scientific community, which seeks to destroy nature and control it. But you can still find his work, and I recommend that you do. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Go to reesreport.com to sign up for my Substack, see my latest videos, and join me at rockfin.com for exclusive content. In the year 2000, Alex Jones's film Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove showed the world how our so-called elite leaders practice mock ritual sacrifices in private. In 2007, Alex Jones releases Endgame, exposing the world elite's plans for covertly using biological weapons against all of mankind. And by the time they launched their attack in 2020, Alex Jones's InfoWars and our audience were there to warn the people of the deadly vaccines that we knew were coming. This is why they attack us. This is why we need your support. Because we tell the truth. Alex Jones was right. Join the resistance. Buy products. Donate to the cause. Share the links. Join us in the fight for freedom and help us defeat the New World Order.